inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello and thanks for joining. Today we're going to discuss a very interesting topic that uh, has been decades ago somehow getting out of fashion, but nowadays it's coming strongly and organizations all, all type are are becoming aware of this and realizing the, the importance. And you hear a lot, a lot of this also in the in social media. So the topic is mentoring. And this is something that we have discussed a little bit in a couple of our previous episodes some some months ago. But we have an expert today that is going to bring us um, very new insights about that. So let me introduce you, Doug Lawrence. Doug Lawrence is the founder of Talent C, a human resources solution provider focused on effective mentoring. Doug is an international certified mentor practitioner and an international certified mentor facilitator. He has over 30 years of mentoring and leadership experience in federal, provincial, and private sector environments, and he is recognized as a thought leader in the mentoring space. Doug authored the book entitled The Gift of Mentoring. Doug was instrumental in developing a curriculum to train people on how to become effective mentors. He has also created the International Certification for Mentors in partnership with Aquiros. Hello, Doug. Hello, how are you today? I'm great, Doug. Thanks. It's a pleasure talking, talking with you, and I really want to hear all these new insights that you have about... Um, yeah, well, I'll discuss a bit more about that but as i said this uh, this is not a new topic it's really old topic it's been for uh, centuries if if not more you, you might know more about that uh but um how would you define how is um how do you define mentoring today um so when i look back so obviously and you're correct in that mentoring has been around i always jokingly say it's been around longer than i have been around but it, it goes way, way back to Homer and Ulysses and th that whole story. Mm -hmm. So back then we had what we would call, and we even still have some of it still in existence today, what we call traditional mentoring. And traditional mentoring was, if you can just imagine or picture the gray-haired sage sitting on top of the mountain, passing on their wisdom and knowledge to people below, in a lot of cases, just telling people this is what you need to do because this is what I've done for, for years and so on and so forth. And now fast forward to today, and we're going through what I like to call a paradigm shift in, in mentoring. So we're moving to something that is more uh, two-way trusted relationship. So it's an exchange between a mentor and a mentee. It's very much, uh, as I said, very much relationship focused. And it's it's the mentor uh, being a lot more open and flexible to the to the idea or the concept that they too will learn from the mentoring, uh, the time they spend with someone in a mentoring relationship. 
So the, the best way I can illustrate that is mm -hmm. that I know going into a time where I'm meeting with, with one of my uh, uh, mentees, I know that I'm going to come away from that, that time together uh, learning something new. And it could be something about them. It could be something about their organization. It could be something about um, something that they're dealing with. But more importantly, or just as important, is the fact that I probably will learn something about myself. And that helps enrich the mentoring experience because then I can also share that as well as I'm spending time with with. Uh, a number of different people, obviously. Like, for example, yesterday I had uh, two mentoring sessions, one that was three and a half hours in duration where I was working oh. with two people refreshing a strategic plan that they had. And my role as the mentor was to ask the questions. So when they were heading down a path where it probably was getting off the topic or off track, my job as their mentor was to ask the questions, not to tell them what they needed to do, but to ask the questions to help them critically think their way through. So that's, that's how mentoring is evolving. And I think that's a large part of the reason why it's becoming more and more popular is it's now more in line with, you know, the, the, uh, the Gen Ys because they want to be mentored, not managed or coached. So they're looking for the idea of help me stimulate my critical thinking skills. So that's where we are today as far as, as mentoring is concerned. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as you say, there's a paradigm shift and uh, a great reason is that it's more, it's not just one person uh, yeah, showing I did this in my life and how you can replicate in your new career. So that was more or less the, how was the traditional uh, paradigm. Uh, and so now it's more in, in both directions. What was one of the elements? No? And this also leads to the, my next question that is related to the certification that you already had had and you are now leading this certification. So tell us a bit more about this. What is, Uh, mentorship certification so what we did um so this I'll, and i'll kind of take you back just to the beginning of when we started our journey but what i what i recognized was there was lots of you know lots of solution providers out there that had uh, you know that were their website said you know come take our training and become a certified mentor and that And it was all as I, my best way for describing it is that it was self-accreditation. So that was the one thing that stood out for me was the certification and the accreditation piece couldn't be handled by, by us, by talent, by myself or my company, Talent C, that it needed to be, we needed to have an independent body. And that's the mm -hmm. path that we've gone. So today, Acquiros, which is that's their specialty, is accreditation and certification. Mm -hmm. They are the, the the body that provides that. And um, our me, our organization, Talent C, actually provides the training and then also provides the mentoring, the mentor type service where we'll work with people that have gone through the program and you know guide them through becoming more and more in tune with the best practices that are in place today 
and become more in tune with, you know, some techniques that work and some that don't and stuff. And we, we work them through that. So the whole certification uh, process, it's a combination of academic and practical. Mm -hmm. And so by that, I mean, there's classroom stuff and then there's actually you get sent away to do some mentoring uh, based on what you've learned in, say, the first level of, of uh, certification, then, you, you know, you go away and you do some mentoring and then you come back and you, you uh, do some more training and then we send you away to do what we call the evidence package. So really quickly, it, it basically goes, you do, there's a workbook to help you get started on your journey as, as a mentor and then you uh, take the foundation uh, training program, which is a one-day course. You write an exam at the end of that. And then if you decide that you want to go on and get your professional certification, then uh, you do 10 hours of mentoring and you supplement that with a mentoring log and a reflective commentary on those 10 hours. So basically, we're looking for what went well, what didn't go well, and what would you do differently and then once you've submitted that and it meets the standards, then you uh, you go on then to the practitioner level, which is where the, the designation uh, piece uh, comes into play. And you, it's a two and a half day course. Day one is all academic. Day two is all practical. So we role play a number of different situations so that you're comfortable in being able to deal with those situations. And obviously, we talk our way through a number of other ones as well. You write the exam at the end of the two and a half days. And then once uh, you've passed the exam, then you go and start to prepare what we call the evidence package. And that's a, an additional 20 hours of mentoring, mentoring log, a reflective commentary, a personal development plan on how you're going to grow as a mentor over the next two years. And then the facilitator that has facilitated the training program will provide you written feedback on areas that you can uh, grow. And you can use that to incorporate that in your personal development plan as well. And you submit those to the accreditation body and if it meets the standards, you're then awarded your uh, designation as an international certified mentor practitioner. You are required to recertify every two years. Mm -hmm. And in order to do so, you're required to do 80 hours of mentoring over that two year time period and submit, once again, a, a, basically a, a downsized version of the uh, evidence package because you'll have your logs, your 80 hours, uh, reflective commentary, uh, status report on your personal development plan, and then a new one for the next two years. And so that is basically the certification. The one thing that um, I should stress is that this uh, certification, the international certification for mentoring is uh, international standards organization, ISO mm -hmm. compliant. And it's based on the uh, 17024, I believe, is the uh, ISO standard that deals with the certification of, of individuals. And that's where this comes. So it is an international designation and it is backed by international standards. Oh, that's it. that's pretty impressive that um, you have reached this this level on your their certification of, uh, of the uh, mentoring training that you have been doing for four years already. When you start telling me the the, the cases of how uh, people can uh, uh, be, be learning about mentoring in these programs, get certified and and get more and more, 
I was thinking what kind of people are, are usually doing this. Uh, could you give us, um, first of all, what, what are the type of roles, the type of people, type of positions, type of industry that are more commonly uh, joining these courses today, these certification courses today? Um, yeah, that, that's a good question. So I've actually had, when I take a look at people that have gone through and hold their, their designation today as uh, international certified mentor practitioner, I have people in the uh, training industry. I actually have one of my colleagues in Dubai that has his own training organization, and he's an international certified mentor practitioner. I have an individual that is overseeing a coaching and mentoring program for uh, the educate for an educational uh, system. So she she is uh, she took the training because they were introducing mentoring as part of their coaching and mentoring of teachers and principals and that. So she has that in place. I have a couple people that are um, one that's involved in the holistic healing area. So uh, she uses this to uh, obviously augment the services that she provides as well. I have some folks that are uh, independent consultants doing work in different areas. Um, so it's it's across the board. It's mm. not it's not a role or industry specific that I see these people kind of coming from. I, it's very. Uh, generic, I guess, is probably the best word. Because mm -hmm. the, the one of the things that is really important here is the fact that what we teach, we teach transferable skills. Mm -hmm. So we teach, obviously, the communication, the building trusted relationships. Um, we go through a whole bunch of things. And those are all leadership traits But as I typically describe, it's something that you can use, you know, in your family life. It's something you can use in your involvement in the community. And it's something you can use in your workplace, no matter where it goes. So the people that are going through today that are starting to, to get engaged in this particular uh, endeavor are coming from all different walks of life and with all with very varying uh reasons for wanting to go on this journey mm -hmm. so it's uh, pretty diverse as you have just described and if i ask you uh, where among all these um, ah, type of roles and industries um where mentorship is works the best today and where it doesn't work so well or it f even fails so what would you say you know uh, it's probably easier to answer where it's not working as well as it could uh -huh. and and that's so we do we do um i work with an organization uh here in regina saskatchewan in canada and it's a it's an adult learning it's called ignite adult learning and they work with uh at-risk youth typically ages of 18 to 30 years of age and so they've come from a life of you know alcohol, drug abuse, physical, mental abuse, all of those things. So trust is not something they're very comfortable mm. with. And so part of the success of a great mentoring relationship is the ability to be able to build trust. And 
we find that with some of the mentors that we have in in that particular situation that that is indeed a bit of a challenge and in some cases we are we are not able to be able to establish to 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 establish or build that level of trust that's really really important in having a successful mentoring relationship so that would be the one thing and i've i've read some books and stuff on on that particular topic and we're not unique in that regard it's it's a challenge that you know that we have so what we need to figure out now is how can we bridge that gap and and somehow figure out how we can build that trust where it works really well is i've I, like a, it works well working with uh startups so with entrepreneurs mm-hmm. i'm doing some work with uh, two or three of those and I'm finding that that part is really working well. I also am doing some work right now in the customer service industry where I have been able to guide a person that's involved in providing support to clients. I've been able to guide him through a process where he has become more in tune with people and their their kind of body language and and a number of things like that in order to uh, in essence, help him uh, enhance his ability to be able to uh, interact better with people. So it, it can, I would say the only, from my perspective, the successes that I've had outweigh the ones where I haven't been able to kind of open the door and, and get inside. Um, one of the things that's really, really critical where stuff, where mentoring is successful is largely due to the training part is providing the mentors with some tools that they need in order to be successful where it doesn't work well is when we have people that are that are mentoring out of the goodness of their heart Mm. and they come across situations that go sour on them and then they don't know how to deal with them Mm -hmm. yeah the lack of uh, some tools when when the, when there are problems, especially you know when things are a bit more more complicated, and and you don't know what um, you don't have the resources, the tools to uh, to take. Okay, it's very interesting. Uh, and you mentioned also the the importance of trust. The trust uh, lack of trust can be if you don't manage to build trust. That can be uh, one reason why uh, uh, mentorship can can fail or be not so effective. And. and- yeah, and one of the other things, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, we typically talk about mentoring uh, is about personal and professional growth. And so the personal side is dealing with, you know, and I'll come back to that in a second here. The professional growth is the career development piece. So helping somebody job search or or helping them with skill sets that they need to have in the workplace. But Here's the interesting part, and and this has been proven over and over again, certainly in all of the mentoring relationships that I've been involved in over the years, is that you need to address the personal growth. So if people have challenges like self-esteem, self-confidence issues, you know, if there's there's bullying in the workplace or, you know, even in the family life, if, you know, one of the siblings is bullying the other and stuff like that. You need to address those because those are the obstacles and barriers that prevent us moving forward in our professional life. 
we end up getting swallowed in all that neg- negativity and all that negative energy and, and we're unable to move forward. So a lot of corporate mentorship programs focus purely on the professional mm-hmm. growth side and don't spend enough time on the personal side. And there's all kinds of signs and stuff. There's body language. There's, you know, listening to how people communicate will tell you whether or not, you know, there's self-esteem, self-confidence issues. So always remember that mentoring looks at it from those two perspectives, from the personal and the professional growth side. Yeah, that is uh, that's a great point that you're making. Yes. Uh, not forgetting the the personal the personal side. No? Even though my, the the ultimate goal might be to uh, to, uh, to reach results in the professional aforementioned uh, side. And Doug, now could you give us some to illustrate more what you have been explaining? Some real examples, like if you have some pair like mentor mentee, and that you can give some examples to illustrate this success stories, preferably, of course. <laughs> I sure can. And, and, you know, I, I take a look back. I actually just finished a course, um, an online course by Jack Canfield Mm. and Jack is, you know, for the most part mentored me through this whole program of his, it was 10 days of, of exercises, but it was also supplemented with his wisdom and guidance. And for most of us, Jack Canfield is a, you know, a mentoring and leadership, uh, guru mm. uh, thought leader in in that space so he would definitely be one another one that stands out for me and who i've held in the highest regard for years is oprah winfrey and her uh mentor was maya angelou and mm. so that one stands out for me as well as it was actually uh, mother Teresa, who her mentor was father michael vanderpeet So, you know, those are some really good examples. Um, you know, when I, I take a look probably at my own personal life, one of my mentors was actually my uncle who happened to be in, uh, in the uh, Canadian Air Force. Mm-hmm. And um, he was always somebody that I held in the highest regard. And he, uh, he, he was truly one of my mentors. And so those would be some of the the people that, you know, stand out. There's all kinds of other examples out there, but those are the ones that really kind of stand out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always so, so, so uh, knowing how this, uh, for instance, the Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey, just uh, pairs, just knowing this, the story of how they have this relationship that can also inspire you a lot and influence you. So that's, those were really great examples. Thanks. And now seeing a bit more in the, in the future, because as you have heard, and it's, we hear from time to time that some, some jobs are disappearing because of the robots or because of the technology, whatever. And, but the thing is that also some new jobs are are coming there are very new jobs and new jobs will come in the next years so what happens when there is a uh, a job that there are only let's say two or three years that this type of job exists how can you mentor if you don't have like 10 years of experience in this kind of job uh, what, what do you say in these kind of situations you know that that's a 
That's a real interesting question because I have this conversation quite often. And what I actually teach is that having industry-specific experience is a nice to have, but it's, it's not a need to have. And so I'll give you an example. So today, you know, I'm, I'm mentoring people in the educational environment. I've been mentoring people in the customer service area. I am mentoring a hypnotherapist who uh, is, you know, is an entrepreneur, started uh, her own business and is doing very, very well. And we spend, you know, we meet every so often and, and work through issues. So uh, the, the, I, for me, you know, the, the technique that I, that I use is I prefer not to know a whole lot about the situation that I'm going into because what I do is I use what we call the Socratic method. I ask questions. Hmm. So I'll ask questions of the individual about themselves so I get to better understand who they are and where they're coming from. I ask questions about their job and we talk about their job and, and get them to talk their way through that. And we also talk about the organization that they work in. And then obviously anything else that comes out of that. That works really, really well for two reasons. Number one, it shows my genuine interest in them as an individual, which is a large part of building trust. And the other part is that it gives us both the opportunity to explore their new journey and to be able to ask questions. And for me, by asking the questions, I'm helping them develop those critical thinking skills. So will it be harder to do mentoring? I'm going to say without having those mentoring tools in your mentor toolkit, probably it will be it will probably be challenging. But I think for most of us that have taken some sort of training, whether it's our program or not, just you know get some training of some sort in the mentoring uh, space. Um, I think if you have those skill sets, it'll be a whole lot easier for you to navigate or go on that journey with that individual who is starting a new job and quite possibly uh, a job that has not existed before. Mm -hmm. So the key is to have um, strong skills in um, in what you have, you know, in your mentoring, uh, mentoring programs. No? So these, um, these more basic skills, um, how do you describe them? Um, these transferable skills, no? Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's the thing to think about. These skills can be, they're not just specific to the mm. mentoring uh, discipline. You know, there are skills when I speak to organizations and I talk, I spend some time talking about leadership. One of the things that, you know, I say is a great leader is a great mentor. A great mentor is a mm. great leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds convincing, definitely. <laughs> So, can you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? That's that's the easy one. So, my favorite quotation is when we stop learning, we stop leading. Aha, uh -huh. who's uh, who's the author of it? And that would be Ken Blanchard. Aha, uh -huh. Ken Blanchard. Hmm? Yeah. So, Ken writes all kinds of leadership books. He writes um He does books on servant leadership as well. But his quote, when we stop learning, we stop leading, 
I've used that over and over and over again. And it's so true. And that's why as a mentor, uh, it's really important to embrace that quote because you need to understand that every mentoring relationship you go into, you too will learn from from the time you spend with someone uh, and you'll become just that much better of a person. You'll become a better leader as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Because also being a mentor is, is a matter of, um, it's a process of learning in every experience you are, you are mentoring others. Yeah. And now could you uh, recommend us one book that has been particularly, let's say, inspiring, influential for you? I'm going to give you two books. The first, obviously, I'm biased, is The Gift of Mentoring. <laughs> And part, part, of, part of the reason for that is that it's a compilation of my initial experiences in the mentoring space. So it, it does give some insight in sort of the feedback I've had from people is that it's like I'm, I'm sitting as they're reading the book, it's like having me sitting right beside them. And so that really touched my heart when I heard that story. So that's one book. The other one is one that I just finished reading and it's called The Leadership Gap. And it's written by an absolutely wonderful lady by the name of Lolly, L-O-L-L-Y, Lolly Daskal, D-A-S-K-A-L. And she, she speaks about the seven archetypes of leadership. And a lot of what we've been talking about today is, is stuff that is contained in her book as well. And it's just, uh, it was just published here at the mm -hmm. end of May. And it was uh, the last time I checked, I think it was number five on the Washington Times bestseller list. So it's a, it's a great, great book to read. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for uh, recommending that. Could you now share with us uh, an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us to do daily or weekly, a routine to shine? In order... So one of the things that I try to do is to meditate um, every morning. And so I like to clear my head, get rid of all the clutter, and then meditate. And, and in some cases, I visualize what my day will be like. And I always, I always like to, excuse me, give thanks in the morning. So mm -hmm. I typically will start my morning with thank you for the gifts that I have received and for those that I'm about to receive. And when I do that, it's always filled with positive energy and my day is filled with positive energy. So if you do nothing else, give thanks for what you have received and what you are about to receive and use the meditation piece, you know, to be able to help you stay focused and to embrace the positive energy that you need in order to continue to be the successful person that you are. Yeah, it's good that you remind the importance of uh, gratitude, no? especially uh, at the start of the day. It's one of the best way you can start the day. Yeah. Uh, Doug, thanks a lot for this very interesting interview. A lot of things that I haven't heard about mentoring and are yeah, pretty awesome and I'm sure Everybody has got great uh, ideas about and yeah, put things in action to, to take some of this, um, read your book or get some of the, um, the mentoring certification, learning more about that, have the right tools to do it. 
So finally, could you tell us how we can learn more about you, uh, get in touch with you? What are the best ways for that? So obviously to uh, learn more about what we offer in that is uh, a trip to our website at www, so www.talentc, so the word talent with the letter C on the end, dot C-A. So that's obviously one. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, so if you just search on uh, Doug Lawrence, you should be able to find uh, find me there. And if you want to shoot me an email, I'm usually pretty diligent at getting back as quickly as I can. As I can. My email address is Doug, D-O-U-G dot Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E at Talent C. So the word talent with the letter C on the end dot C-A. Okay, excellent. Thanks a lot, Doug, for this, and uh, thanks for being the, for doing this great job about mentoring. is uh, highly appreciate for for everybody. Uh, hope you, it's reaching really anywhere in the world. Thanks for that, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience uh, today. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 